Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. Enjoy quality homemade meals without the hassle. With Chef, you can choose from thousands of authentic dishes prepared with care by the best local cooks in your community, all made with fresh ingredients and delivered right to your door. It's like your own personal chef with an unbeatable variety. Explore cuisines from over 90 different countries from Mexico to Thailand and more at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hot Off The Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and today is truly, it's just going to be a love letter to the couple carrying the world on their backs right now, and that is going to be to Benefer. I will be doing a deep dive into their love story that spans almost two decades today because I, I think it's important to, like, to know where we are now. I think it's important to see where we came from, and that, obviously, we need, we need to talk about the breakup. We need to talk about where they were in their lives, you know, because they were apart for so long. And I also, when I was doing my research, I never fully, because I was pretty young at the time of when they were actually together in their heyday of the Benefer days, Benefer 1.0, is they weren't together for very long. For some reason in my like little mind, I fucking promise you, it felt like they were together for a decade. Like I... I guess I never really processed that. It's kind of like when you go back to like your old childhood neighborhood and you're like, wow, everything is a lot smaller than it really was. Because when you're little, everything feels so much bigger. That's kind of like how I'm feeling right now. Let's be honest, ratings and reviews are so important, especially when you're in need of a doctor. You wouldn't go to a restaurant if they only had one star. So why go through all of that with a healthcare provider? And after the last year, now is the time to prioritize your health. Whether you need a primary care physician, a dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor, and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. 
ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Go to ZocDoc.com slash H-O-T-M and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash H-O-T-M. So let's get into it. Let's get into this deep dive. Uh, to start, like I never, again, my brain just did not process is, so they met in early 2002, late 2001 on the set of their movie. And I'm probably going to butcher this name, but it's like Jiggly? Geely? Is it Jiggly? I don't know. It's G-I-G-L-I. It's like, it was like some sort of like gangster, like mafia movie, I think. Like it was supposed to be like a rom-com. I Listen, I'm, no one's really sure because no one's really, no one's seen it. Uh, the movie, just I had to throw this out there, has 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. And one of the reviews says, bizarre and clumsily plotted. This is a mess. As for its stars, Affleck and Lopez lack chemistry. So while they were filming, J-Lo was married to her second husband, Chris Judd, at the time. Now, they were only married for a couple years. I believe it was like 2001 to 2003, technically. Who knows what really could have been going on during that time. They could have been separated. You know, it could have. Who knows? And then Ben at the time was linked to Jamie King, who's an actress, but it was like really nothing serious. And I just have to throw this in here because I love her so much. Uh, He was also dating Salma Hayek in 1999. That has nothing to do with this story. I just had to throw it out there because I'm in love with her and any chance I can bring her up, like I will gladly. So about halfway through 2002 in April, Ben took out an ad Yes, you heard that correctly. He took out a fucking ad in Variety, basically professing his love for her. And at the time, this was like pretty major because you have to keep in mind, like Ben was a fucking star. Okay, J-Lo was a star. These are two top tier A-list celebs. Like, so one is professing his love for the other one. On the set of this shitty movie? So in the ad, it says, you have shown kindness, dedication, diligence, humility, graciousness of spirit, beauty and courage, great empathy, astonishing talent, real poise and true grace. It has been nothing but an honor and a pleasure to work with you. I only wish I were lucky enough to have been on. I only, sorry, ruined it. I only wish I were lucky enough to be in all of your movies. Signed with love, respect, and gratitude, Ben Affleck. Could you imagine? Like, the men now would never do something like that. They would probably post like a subtweet or like a weird Instagram story. Like, this is like old timey. This is like early aughts. So I just respect that power move because that's like, that's like a man who's confident and like, what the fuck he's doing. That is, you don't just put out an ad like hoping she calls you. Like, you know she's calling. You know she's going to fucking call when she takes out an ad uh, or when he takes out an ad. So we know now that they recently celebrated her birthday on that $130 million yacht. Obviously, the pictures were everywhere. But what's really, really interesting is that they kind of made their debut as an official couple 19 years ago on July 15th, 2002 at her birthday lunch, where she introduced Ben to all of her friends and her family and her like her manager, who she's like really, really good friends with. It's like a brother to her. So that is just I found really, really interesting because 
I don't know. Like it, it's just seems like so full circle that we just saw them on the yacht together and, you know, on her birthday celebrating in the club, with the candles and it like that was kind of when the paparazzi got them in 2002 at her birthday party. It was kind of like that. It was like, oh, shit, this is like legit. And then the next day on July 26 of 2002, she filed for divorce from Chris Judge. And that's really when Benefer really is born. The director of Jersey Girl claims that he is the one that dubbed them Benefer first. But I I don't know if I believe that, to be honest. It just seems strange. I just can't picture that happening. I feel like just some like snarky little tabloid did it first, but whatever, it doesn't matter. And then in August of 2002, so they had just literally had just become an official couple. They were paid by People Magazine $75,000 to do a photo shoot that basically really confirmed their relationship. So this is much like what I've talked about in the past. Uh, Brad and Angie did something like this very similarly in 2006, where there was speculation and then the magazine came out and you were like, oh shit, this is like legit. And in the pictures, it was really important to people that they wanted Ben and JLo to lock lips to like, like we all knew that they were a couple, but to see them kiss, like, let's do it. And also 75,000 doesn't seem like a lot. I don't know. I feel like maybe their profile is raised or money. I don't know how inflation works, but it just feels like that's not that much. So I feel like Ben and JLo were just like, yeah, we'll fucking take anything. <laughs> we don't care. But I'm also obsessed with the term locking lips because I talked about this or I tweeted about it last week as like, I read the Daily Mail so much that I have started to talk like the headlines and I really hate that about myself. I've been saying like bearing it all and like taut tummy and <laughs> locking lips. Like I don't know why I'm doing this, but it's just it's who I am now. It's it's totally fine. So in November of 2002, Jenny from the Block video premieres. And this is the one where he quite literally kisses her ass in the bikini. Like this, this is it. This is where he rubs her butt. She's in the pink bikini with the sunglasses. He looks like very slicked back with his like hair and his tan and everything. He looks a little greasy, but it's okay. I believe he's in a wife beer in this video too. Not totally sure, but I feel like he is. And maybe like a chain of some kind. Years later, Ben did say that the video was his biggest regret of his career, but he did make sure in quotes to not blame Jennifer. He was like, that wouldn't be very gentlemanly. Like she did not pressure me to do this video. I did it all on my own. And he was actually the one who did the kiss. He was not directed to kiss her butt, but he did anyways. I'm not sure why he feels that it's the biggest regret. I feel like there's plenty of other things, especially that come later on in his life that like the Phoenix tattoo that we'll talk about, um, that should be the biggest regret of your life. But okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Right after the video comes out, they get engaged. And I, this is the part that I remember really specifically as a kid is seeing it on the cover of People in the grocery store. She got that huge pink diamond because that's her favorite diamond. She always wanted a pink one. She did not want to be basic and get like a regular one, even though her ring with Mark Anthony was like absolutely stunning. But yeah, spoiler, they don't they don't get together, guys. They don't get married. Yeah. So I just remember seeing the pink diamond and just being like completely in awe of this relationship because two, they always looked so glamorous. They were always on the red carpet. They were always doing Golden Globe interviews. They were always doing, they were always doing something. And I just like, I just really loved that. They seemed like a really cute couple. And I was just always like really enamored. So shortly after they got engaged, 
Now, I don't remember things moving as quickly as they did, like I said before. Like, you have to remember, like, they met early 2002. She officially got with Ben July 2002. Got divorced, or filed at least. And now they're engaged. Like, that's that's quick. Like, things are moving along here. Like, things are... Things are happening. And I, again, I have to keep reminding myself of this timeline because I just find it to be all so insane. But I guess like when you know, you know. So they announced their engagement. And then, of course, like a true celebrity that she is, an icon, she does a sit-down interview with Diane Sawyer. I remember this interview. I I loved Diane Sawyer as a kid because, again, I'm a freak. And I, the Disney Channel to talk show reality television pipeline for me was very short. Like I didn't fuck around with the iCarly's and the Zoe 101's or the uh, Ned's, Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Like I was very much like I watched motocross on the movie on Disney. And then like the next day I was sitting down at four o'clock every single day to watch Oprah interviews. And I would like if I was sick, I would watch Regis and Kelly every single day Like if I was staying home from school, it was at 9 a.m. And I always liked the beginning portion because that's when Regis and Kelly or Regis and Kathy would talk about like what's going on in the world. That's honestly what I modeled this podcast after, to be completely honest with you. I really loved that idea and that. Okay, I'm getting on a tangent here, but it really I'm just saying like I just loved when celebrities did these like tell all interviews. And that's why I got such a fucking high off the Meghan and Harry interview with with Oprah. Because I was like, when was the last like really good interview someone did? I can't think of one. The only interviews I see nowadays are Q&As on fucking Instagram. I want like a real, I want someone sitting down with Barbara Walters, like divulging their soul. Seriously, maybe not her, but we could find someone like, I mean, Oprah, Diane Sawyer. I mean, I'm sure she's so, I'm sure she's retired by now, I think, right? So. In the interview, she said that Ben took her home to Boston. She met his family. He took her on the, this grand tour of Boston. They went to this church. And she said, you know, I would love to get married in a church for my next wedding or, you know, at some point. But I don't know, like, if that will happen with us. And she was very giddy at first in the interview. She was, like, a little closed off. Like, she was, I think, a little almost offended that Diane was really just asking her about Ben in the beginning, but it's like, girl, you just got engaged. It's so high profile. You guys are very public. So it's not that strange to like that. That's the first thing you ask someone. Like if if you're making it that public, I get like, I get it. Also, it's 2002 at the time. So keep that in mind. We also had the free Britney documentary questions. People asked in interviews were very fucked up. Um, But so she says he took her home to Boston And she said that she walked in and quote, it's just a blanket, a quilt of rose petals all over the entire house. She remembers so many candles and vases, bouquets, and my song Glad was playing. I walk in and I was like overwhelmed. I wasn't expecting it. And I was just like, oh my God. And then of course he gets on one knee and he proposes with the big ass pink diamond. And she said that was it for her when she saw that that is the ring that he got her and it's her favorite pink diamond. She was like, absolutely. Like no one ever would do that for me. It's so sweet. And then she said that they went and ate a roast chicken 
that his mom and her boyfriend, who was a chef apparently, made for them. And that also brings me back to Meghan and Harry is if you remember, <laughs> if you remember, there is an interview that they did right after they got engaged where it was their first one. And she says the same exact thing that he proposed and then they were making roast chicken. And my friend who's like not a Megan stan, she's like always side-eyeing her a little bit, was like, who said, what American says roast chicken? Like we didn't roast a chicken. Like I I agree. I That felt a little like I'm trying to be British, but I get it. If you're hang- It's like Dorit. Like if you're hanging out with a British person all the time, you're going to pick up an accent. I don't care what anyone fucking says. She is a woman of the world. Um. Too. Like, if you think about it, I have a cousin who's Southern, and if I ever see her, I pick up a y'all like so quick. I am very impressionable. But, anyways, in the interview, it like it's actually a really nice interview. You guys should go watch it. It's on YouTube. It's like 30 minutes long. So at this time, Jennifer was also a huge, huge, huge celebrity. Like she was doing Made in Manhattan. And then the movie her and Ben did together. Obviously, she was recording a hit album at the time. So, you know, I do like that they got into that whole thing. And she does say that her and Ben from the outside don't look like they would have anything in common. But really, she's like, deep down, we have so much in common. The way we grew up, the house we grew up in, our families, our dynamics with them, like our friends. She's like, it all just works. And then, of course, Ben writes in because he couldn't be there at this interview. And this is what he says. I consider myself to be the luckiest man alive for reasons which should be plainly self-evident after hearing Jen speak for a minute, much less an entire hour. He says that her new movie is extraordinary and her new album. It's a wonderful reflection of who Jennifer really is, a truly graceful beauty with an artist's soul who has made me an extremely happy man. And in early 2003, so they got engaged November 2002. So early 2003, after the engagement, Ben did an interview basically defending their relationship, saying that they did not act on the relationship while they filmed Jiggly. <laughs> I, I'm just going to call it Jiggly from now on because I don't know the pronunciation. It's Jiggly. See, you need to, if you're going to make a movie, make it like one that like when I look at it, I can like kind of figure it out. Because this movie has been out since 2003 and I've still never seen it. And also it's, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's very confusing to me. It's a lot of vowels and like, I mean, there's really two vowels in it, I guess. So not many, whatever. It really doesn't matter. This is not, this is not an educational podcast, obviously. I am a fool. So he can say that they didn't act on their relationship when her and Chris were together, but the timeline feels a little messy. Like it feels a little messy to me still because like you had to have. And it's okay if you did. They're like really defending their innocence a lot during this time because of course, you know, Chris, I don't know what he was doing. Chris John always kind of freaked me out with his little bald head and Spock ears. Like I just didn't, I never was fond of him if we're being completely honest. He just, yeah, he just rubbed me the wrong way. But anyways, I don't know. It it felt strange because it's like, okay, something obviously had to have happened because she divorced him the day after she brought you to her birthday party. <laughs> and also, really quick, knowing Jennifer Lopez is a Leo says everything you need to know about Leos. 
Like, she is a Leo, like, through and fucking through, okay? Like, to the T, she is a Leo. Wait a second. Because I want to look something up. Oh, my God. Ben is a Leo. Wow. We got two Leos in the class. Interesting. Okay. So, I just looked this up because I wanted... I just wanted to make sure. Ben is also a Leo. So, that makes so much sense knowing that they are both very public in their relationship because they both obviously love attention. That's why he's always like not hiding from the paparazzi. He may look like he wants to fling himself off of the roof, but he like he's loving it. He's Ben is loving this. Okay. But it is interesting. So like I was saying, they're both Leos. And what's really interesting is then by midsummer, things seemed a little strained. This Dateline interview came out with them and they do seem happy. To me, she seems very, how do I say this? Like she's trying a little too hard to be really giggly and happy. And there's a lot of like handholding. And then, so this is summer when this interview comes out. This comes out, yeah, midsummer, like June, I think of 2003. So, I mean, this could have been filmed a little sooner than that. I'm not 100% sure of the dates of, like, when the camera, like, went up on this fucking interview. But the guy, the interviewer, blanking on his name, old guy, wish him the best. He asked them if they have a wedding date. And they both, like, pause and act really weird about it. And they were like, well, you know, like, we're working on it. Like, it's just very weird. I'll play the clip for you here. seems weird and then they also talk about paparazzi right and how he is like wants to be a little bit of more of a private person but I'm like baby you kissed her ass on a yacht during a music video like you the time has passed that is no longer your reality get over it frankly and she even chimes in and says like I mean it's public like it's press what what are we going to do about it we're both very public people so in that moment you see a little bit of difference there now I obviously could be reading way too into this but I don't know I just don't think I am and then Jiggly comes out and it flops the movie I believe had a 75 million dollar budget and it made seven million dollars now I'm no accountant but that feels It doesn't feel great, especially when you are dealing with two people who are so famous, so A-list, they're in a couple, they met on the set of the movie, like, you would think that that would drive people to go see it, and it didn't. Like, this is not a Mr. and Mrs. Smith type of situation, like, where that chemistry was like, whoa, like, that was out of control. This, not so much. Also, around this time, Ben was in the tabloids a lot. He was seen going to strip clubs while he was shooting his movie Paycheck. And Jen was also seen without her ring. She did say 
in an interview that she had that month that, you know, people are reading into things and there's so much speculation, but things are fine, blah, blah, blah. Well, then September rolls around and they put out this very strange statement. Due to the excessive media attention surrounding our wedding, we have decided to postpone the date when we found ourselves seriously contemplating hiring three separate decoy brides at three... I'm sorry, that's just funny. At three different locations, we realized that something was awry. We began to feel that the spirit of what should have been the happiest day of our lives could be compromised. We felt what should have been a joyful and sacred day could be spoiled for us, our family, and our friends. Obviously, the wedding didn't happen. It was called off a day before. No one to this day knows exactly why. It could be because there was cheating allegations. It could be because this was a whirlwind romance. Like no one really knew why the wedding didn't happen. But obviously by January 2004, they called it quits and they asked people to respect their privacy. Uh, No, no one's respecting your privacy because it's obviously I, I think people do have a right to privacy, obviously. But I also think it's hard to then shift that narrative when it's like we've made everything in our relationship so public. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's such a bizarre thing. It's like, well, okay, now, now, now all of a sudden you want privacy. It's like, I don't know. It just seems kind of strange. I get it, though. Like, I'm, I'm not a very black and white person. I do see the gray. So, like, I understand that why they would want privacy, but... Come on, like you've been doing joint interviews together. She did a Diane Soy interview right afterwards. It's kind of like, again, I'm bringing it back to Meghan and Harry. That is what people struggle with with Meghan and Harry, right? Is that they left the royal family, quote unquote, to get privacy. And now they're doing podcasts and Netflix specials and all of that. But I, I don't agree with that. I think that they left the royal family because the royal family treated them like shit and was like completely racist. But that's my take on that. I I think they maybe wanted privacy in the sense of like they wanted to be able to control their own narrative and not live in such a shitty tabloid written society like the UK. But that that's for a different podcast. Love Meghan and Harry. This is no shade to them. I'm just saying. Um. So yeah, the wedding doesn't happen. January, they asked for privacy. Then Jersey Girl premiered. I don't know if you guys saw Jersey Girl. I remember I saw it in theaters with my dad. It was very jarring because... JLo dies in it like very very like right off the top so I'm just kind of wondering like were they filming that movie like during the the bad time of their relationship like you know and again I I think this is really important to note is that Ben is like a golden boy in Hollywood at this time like he is a box office king he everyone loves him So to have two movies starring like the quote unquote love of your life and they both flop and she's a huge celebrity, I'm sure that that probably bothered him because I do think Ben is kind of like a perfectionist. And from all of the things people have ever said about Ben Affleck, they comment about how smart he is. And I do believe that. I do think he's like an incredibly smart person. I don't really know what that has to do with this. I'm just saying like, I bet it hurt him a little bit. I bet that hurt his ego. I mean, it would hurt mine too. I'd definitely be like looking at things a little bit like, whoa, you know, there are no Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn who had the flop of Overboard. Um, They seem to move past that pretty quickly. But yeah, this, I I don't think 
the Leo ego could handle the flops. So this is where things get kind of weird. In June 2004, J-Lo marries Mark Anthony. So again, me being a young girl, I never put together the timeline of all of these events, but this feels very strange to me. Like, you just ended a fucking engagement to Ben Affleck, like, six months ago. And now you're engaged and married to Mark Anthony. They did know each other and they did date in the past for a while, but it still feels, like, very rushed. Uh, Call me crazy, but okay. Seems to be a, I mean, no shade to Jen. does seem to be, like, a little bit of a pattern with her. More power to you, girl. It's not like she's, like, getting with bums. She's getting with, like, legit pop stars, actors, like sports stars. Like she's choosing the the highest of the highest, you know, like she's not going with like a Kate fed if we're going to put that out there. Meanwhile, Ben, he started dating Jennifer Garner in October of 2004 and they got married in 2005. A variety reported that Jennifer and Ben both met on the set of Pearl Harbor in 2000 Uh, But Ben Affleck would later say that they fell in love in 2002 on the set of Daredevil while they were both in other relationships. Sit with that. Digest. Think about that. Think about it. Because what relationship was he in in 2002? Oh, the really famous one with J-Lo. That is the one. It just seems... I don't know. That one... That quote, like, got me fucked up. I'm not gonna lie. Because it's like... I thought you guys were like so in love. Like, when did you meet Jennifer Garner? And then there's like this really cute interview with Jennifer Garner where she talks about Ben before they were dating. And I believe it was before they were dating. And she's just like googly eyed over him, like completely enamored with him. And again, says that he's the smartest guy. Like she was just completely taken by him. So I don't know what this man has like over these women, but he's got some type of magic touch. It just seems a little messy to like go on and say that you fell in love while you were in with other relationships. Like that just feels very ballsy if you ask me. Anyways, so they both seem to move on and they seem happy in their respective partnerships. Uh, in 2008, Ben said when speaking about him and JLo's romance, he says, I think Jen and I made a mistake and that we fell in love. We were excited and maybe too accessible. I don't think either of us anticipated the degree to which it would take on a world of its own. And I do 100% agree with that. Uh, they were the first couple ever like jo- who joined names. Like That's how famous they were. Is everyone was talking about Benifer. There was nothing else going on at this time. It was it was them. Like, that is what they remember. And oddly enough, the same year that he says this, JLo gave birth to her twins. I don't know how that's oddly enough, but I'm just saying, I think it's, I'm just, I'm just trying to build all the little puzzle pieces in the Jenga block and stuff to show you how we got to where we are today. So, and then her and Mark divorced in 2011. And in 2006, JLo said, I think I'm Ben, by the way, this is about Ben. I think a different time, a different thing. Who knows what could have happened, but there was genuine love there. (gasps) Oh, my God. And then, see, guys, we're getting closer. Uh, Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck were divorced in 2018. I believe he was cheating on her. I know that there was, like, rumors going around him allegedly cheating with a nanny. I know he struggled alcohol issues. And then he got the tattoo. The tattoo. 
the Phoenix Rising tattoo that covers his entire back. Entire back. Um, it's a problem. It's hideous. It's, it's, uh, it's just disgusting. If we're being honest, it's like a rainbow Phoenix. It's so ugly. And Jennifer actually was on Watch What Happens Live and said this about the tattoo. It's awful. It's not attractive. I would tell him that. I would tell him, like, right. what, what are you doing? That's what, right. It has too many colors. His tattoos always have too many colors. Like, they always have too yes. many colors. Yes. They shouldn't have, they shouldn't be so colorful. Yes. You know what I mean? They should be, like, cooler. I don't know. So kind of fast forward to now a little bit. So she uh, and A-Rod were dating. They seemed, honestly, like a great couple. They both had, you know, uh, very similar backgrounds. They seemed just so in love and they honestly looked great together like she was glowing and then of course there's the interview he did back when he was a Yankee like in 2000 or something where he was like Jennifer Lopez is my dream date and I just everyone like died over that myself included and then (sighs) rumors that started in the Bravo universe surrounding A-Rod and one Madison LaCroix from Southern Charm began. And that was, it's kind of insane that that is the thing that really catapulted the breakup between A-Rod and J-Lo was something that happened with the Bravo Leopardy. Like, what? Because at the reunion, Southern Charm reunion, Craig and Austin bring up the fact that she is like, quote unquote, having an affair or FaceTiming inappropriately with a famous married baseball player. Now, he's not married. They got that wrong. They really need to freshen up with their pop culture the next time they want to like come for someone doing something shitty, which they do something shitty all the time. But that's, again, time for another podcast about that. So that kind of because she didn't deny it. She was like, yeah, we did. And so then you go and you everyone was like looking at his Instagram and he followed Madison and he like follows all these other blonde Instagram models. And it was just like, oh, my God, the fact that there was truth to this. And then they broke up. Yes, JLo and A-Rod broke up, no longer engaged. He started posting very cryptic things on her on his Instagram <laughs> It's just weird. Like he would post videos of like candles lit with like photos of like him and their family and her and their families together. Cause you also like, she has two young kids. He's got two young girls as well. Like it, they, again, they seemed like a cute little couple, but he's a piece of shit. Men ain't shit, right? Then, okay, here's where it gets good. Present day. In April, there are rumors that Ben Affleck is seen leaving her house in LA. Everyone was kind of like, is that really happening? Like, I remember it not being that big of a story because you didn't see them together. So you just weren't that sure uh, about like the validity to this. Cause you're like, I mean, weirder shit's happened. You also like, this is the year of like Army Hammer, like Erica Jane, Jen Shaw, like so much crazy shit is going on in the year of 2021 that like Ben just being being seen leaving her house was like, okay, whatever. But then May happens. And that is when we see them leaving Montana together. They are in a car leaving the airport, not even the airport because you know they fly private, leaving the little, see, I don't even, I'm so poor. I don't even know what that is called where you have private planes. They're leaving that area 
And her rep confirmed and says, Jennifer is still very excited about how things are going and Benifer is making plans to see each other. So that was something an insider, aka Jennifer Lopez, uh, tells People Magazine, big fucking deal, like huge deal. Everyone's dying. Like everyone's loving seeing them together again. Then we see him and her, they're leaving their house together. He is in, he always looks so distraught. <laughs> he really does. I'm sure he's having the time of his life, but he all, really always looks so upset. And then June is the kiss at the restaurant. So that is like the faraway kiss that like someone took from like behind the bushes. You, One of her kids is actually in one of the photos. You can see that it was like, oh shit, they're not just together alone. They're like with a group of people. <laughs> it was, oh, gives me chills. And that is kind of when the rumors of it being like a scene by scene relationship, trying to remake the 20th anniversary of Jenny from the Block, that video where he, you know, that I referenced earlier where he was kissing her butt. Because it one of the shots did look like a, that moment in the in the music video. Mm, but like I said, I don't care if that's what they're doing. I personally don't think that that's what's happening. I think they might be doing that on top of being together because I think that that would just be incredible. And then, of course, the July birthday photo. So she was on a yacht for her birthday. Well, first, let me start by saying Leah Remini had posted an Instagram photo of her, Ben, and Jen from her birthday party. There's too many, like, Leos going around for my liking. This is, like, summer house. There's so many fucking Leos in that house. I don't know how any of them get along. But that was interesting to see because Leah Remini is Jennifer's best friend. And now Jen posted a series of photos for her birthday. Of course, it was like a hot little picture of herself, hot little picture of herself. And then the last slide was her and Ben kissing. And he's in these linen slacks. I believe they're pleated. (sighs) Atrocious. Disgusting. Should be thrown overboard for that alone. But it's Ben. I just think that that's who Ben is. I think he's a very chill guy from Boston who's just like, fuck it. I'm just going to be wearing this black t-shirt till the day I die. And that's just going to be that. And... Then, of course, the paparazzi photo of him leaning and like rubbing her butt was, of course, everywhere. It was so amazing. And of course, everyone again was like, oh, they're recreating the video. And again, I don't give a fuck. And then a little a little sleuth on Twitter. There's a photo of Jennifer and in the corner I posted it on my Instagram. So go look at it. You can see in the corner, it's a picture frame and it has a black and white photo in it. And they had, this person is a genius and they found the photo that was actually in the picture frame just by that little tiny, like less than half of it showing. And it was of her and Ben on a motorcycle. I mean, she brought a framed photo of them from like the early 2000s on the fucking boat in a gold frame. I just think that that's like, that's true love. That's just true love. And that's really what this podcast is about. Not true love, but like the way celebrities get together and how they got to where they are now. And will they last? Are they just going to date forever? Will they get married? Like no one knows. And then, of course, after the yacht photo, they were seen kind of traipsing around. See, again, a Daily Mail thing. They were seen traipsing around Italy 
And of course, A-Rod is in fucking Italy with the Deckers, Jesse and Eric. It's so irritating to me because it's like little thirst monsters. It's like, there's a million places to fucking vacation. Why are you vacationing the exact same place at the exact same time as your ex-fiance who she broke up with your ass five months ago? Like, what are you doing? Get a life. Get a life, A-Rod. Get a fucking life. I've had it with him. Had it. Also, his teeth are way too white. It's like the Ross from Friends episode. I don't watch Friends, but I've seen the clip. That is exactly what it reminds me of. And she's wearing a Ben necklace. It has B-E-N in like really like diamond encrusted letters. It's really cute. Feels kind of strange though, honestly, because like that's something someone does when they're in like eighth grade whatever. And then there's a video. I really just had to bring this up. There's a video of them walking around Italy and they're holding hands and she just looks like really glamorous. And again, he's in these like pleated linen slacks and like a graphite gray like t-shirt. And he's literally puffing a cigarette into her face. <laughs> like I will post the video on my Instagram it, or you could just go to not skinny, but not fat's Instagram. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny to me because it's like, he doesn't give a single fuck. He's literally puffing it into their face. So, yeah, and we got to fix his aviator situation. He's got these like really gnarly gas station aviators that he's been wearing. Again, I get that he's like just a chill, normal dude, but it's like, we got to get you something better because they're sitting on his face and he looks like a weekend at Bernie's. Like it is, we got to do a wellness check on Ben because something's not right. And, you know, I get everyone's concern for Jennifer Garner, but trust me, I'm sure she's doing just fine. I think she's a very simple girl. Like she's just living her life, taking her kids to church, like in her cute little skinny jeans and ballet flats and her little crew neck sweaters. Like she's doing just fine. I'm, I'm sure she's like, of course this is happening. Like, of course. I bet the only thing she wants is for him to be happy and healthy and not, you know, I know he has an alleged like alcohol issue. So I hope, you know, he stays healthy and safe. That's probably all she asks for. Jennifer Garner seems like a good person. Um, I mean, the internet would fucking break if they all were together at one point. Like if we saw them all together, oh, my heart's racing. Like I can't, I can't even imagine. But that is pretty much all the updates on Benifer I have for today. I really just wanted to give context to how we got to where we are. Thank you guys so much for listening for the Tuesday pop culture episode of Hot Off The Mess. I will talk to you guys Friday for the Bravo episode. I do have a special guest joining me for that. Also, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Again, if you don't like my voice, please don't tell me you don't like it. Just, just leave me one star and keep it moving. You don't have to like write a fucking you know, monologue about how much you hate it. And make sure you check out The Dip's other podcasts. There's TV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, Slut Pig Podcast, Exposed, which is a drag race podcast. He gets amazing guests. Yeah, so just check those out. Uh, and yeah, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And we'll talk soon. Bye. You know those cigarette butts that you see every day? They're made of microplastics and they line our streets and waterways. On California beaches, they're the number one plastic you'll find. Over 35 years, cleanups have collected millions combined. But no matter where you see them, they're all getting smaller, eventually leaching into our food, our air, our water. The tobacco industry's to blame for all of the harm that they do. For the harm to the people we love, and the harm to you too. Learn more at undo.org. As a social worker, you can become an advocate for those who can't. Earn your master's in social work degree online 
to learn strategies to connect diverse populations with the critical resources they need to improve their well-being, whether it's in a hospital, community service agency, or another setting. What do you think making a difference as a social worker looks like? GCU offers over 250 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.